right, welcome back to it. It is the long weekend this weekend, so I wanted to touch on this because a lot of people are going to be up north in a place where it's a little bit darker than the city. There will be six planets visible for the next 12 days straight, um, but you, you need to be outside to see them. I, I'm guessing they're visible from, uh, you know, with the naked eye here to talk about it is Paul Delaney, our favorite uh, uh, guest when it comes to talking about things, including heavenly bodies. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Kelly. So, Paul, um, which heavenly bodies are we going to be able to see, and uh, how do we go about seeing them? Okay, so there are, in fact, you know, six planets that will be available to people if they've got uh, the right equipment. Only four of them, though, are going to be easy to find. So if you're going out in the evening, I'm sure people have already seen the bright planet Jupiter that is down there in the southeast sky just after sunset. Beacon of an object, hard to miss. Well, just to its left, is the planet Saturn. They almost are, well, they were about three or four degrees apart. And in fact, this Saturday, the moon is going to be right there with them, forming a terrific triangle. So Jupiter and Saturn in the early evening sky, really easy to find. If you go around the campfire, wait about an hour, right about 11, 11.30, Mars will rise there in the eastern sky. And so you'll be able to see the bright red planet Mars, distinctly orangey hue, really, mm. really easy to see. So Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn will all be available in the evening to late evening sky for, in fact, almost the rest of the year, but uh, obviously prime viewing over the next, you know, two to three weeks. If you want to get up early before sunrise, now you've got the other three possible planets. Venus rises about three o'clock in the morning over there in the northeastern sky. Um, so it's really, really easy to see as well. Uh, it's the brightest object in the sky with the exception of, of the moon and, uh, and the sun. The other two planets, though, Mercury and Uranus, ah, they're going to be a bit of a challenge for everybody, even in cottage country. Uh, binoculars, absolutely, and I would strongly recommend that you, you know, check a, a star chart out, say, from skynews.ca or skyandtelescope.com. Uh, Mercury will be to the left of Venus and much lower to the sky, visible in morning twilight, and you will need binoculars to find it. It's fairly bright, but so too is twilight, so that's a bit of a problem. The last planet is Uranus, uh, and it's to the right of Venus. It is a binocular object. You're not going to be able to see that with the naked eye, even in cottage country. Uh, and again, you're going to need to have a star chart with you. It's in the constellation of Aries. If anybody is familiar with that constellation, pair of binoculars looking in and around Aries, you'll find Uranus. But it's going to be a challenge. What does Aries look like? It's not in Orion's belt. I know that one. I know the Big Dipper. I know the Little Dipper. Where's Aries? What does that look like? A ram's head? Yeah, well, you've got to use your imagination. The people who named yeah. the constellation figures, so to speak, they had terrific imagination. Uh, to me, Aries doesn't look anything like a ram's head, <laughs> but it does have sort of a bit of a triangle of bright stars. Uh, but, it, you know, any constellation uh, app will show you Aries, and that's perhaps the best thing to do. Download an app for free uh, that when you point your phone at the sky, it'll identify the constellation. And then you stand a chance of being able to find you. Ah. What's the uh, interactive uh, the app that you would recommend? Um, oh, gosh. Um, I don't get royalties for any of them, but Night um, <laughs> Sky, Heavens Above, both of those have got good apps. But you know what? If you put in Constellation uh, into your, your app store, it's going to bring up a whole series of very good and free charts. And so, you know, I, I would recommend, you know, people have a quick read because they will all have subtly different uh, attributes. Depends what people, you know, like if you want to follow the International Space Station when it goes over, 
you know, Heavens Above is really good for that. Was Is this an annual event, or is this unusual that we would be able to see, you know, six planets in the night sky? Um, I, I guess the answer is to have them clumped like three, Jupiter, Saturn, and Mars, so close together in the evening sky, and three so close together, Mercury, Venus, and Uranus in the morning sky. That's a little unusual. I mean, all of these planets are moving around the sun, and, you know, given enough time, they do clump up into different areas. More often than not, some of those objects are in conjunction with the sun, and so you can't see them, or they're scattered all throughout the night, and, you know, you'd have to stay up all night to catch all of them. Here, you can pick three in the evening, and then next day, pick up three in the morning, for example. How long are they visible for? Uh, well, Jupiter, Saturn, and Mars will be up high in the sky, deep into the fall. So they'll begin to get a little bit too close to the western horizon later this year, sort of like November, December. But really, those three objects are going to dominate the evening sky for the rest of this year. Uh, Venus will be up in the morning sky, nice and bright, for uh, another couple of months. Mercury will be gone in two weeks. It, it always flirts with the sun, and it's always tough to see. Never strays very far from it. Um, Uranus, as I said, with binoculars and a star chart, uh, you can generally find that for most of the year. Um, time lapses of, have been appearing of uh, the Neowise comet on social media feeds, people getting engaged with pretty cool uh, photos of the of the comet behind them. I haven't seen the Neowise comet yet. Is it too late or will we be able to see it this long weekend? You will be able to see it this long weekend. I've been following it in the evening sky for the last 10 days. Really, really nice sight. Again, binoculars strongly recommended. Uh, but this one is in the evening sky, northwest sky, and guess what? You can use Ursa Major as your signpost, the Big Dipper. It's just to the left of the Big Dipper, so it's very easy to see. But you do need binoculars. It's a fuzzy point instead of a point-like source, and it's got a nice tail that streams behind it. So it is still visible, but the sooner you go out and look for it, the better off you're going to be because it is getting fainter day by day. And what time do you have to go out and see it? What's oh, the best I time for viewing? 10 o'clock, 10.30. As long as evening twilight is finished, you're okay. So 10, 10.30, that'd be just fine. And once this is gone, we're not going to see it for, what, thousands of years? 6,000 years, yeah. This, this is a very long period comet. If you miss it this time around, oh, you just have to wait till we find the next comet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Paul. It's always a pleasure having you on. Paul Delaney is our guest, of course. Paul is our uh, Global News Radio's expert in astronomy and sp space exploration. Thanks, Paul. Have a good weekend. Bye. You as well.